So in this episode, I am joined by Christopher Scott, aka the the hip hop social worker. Yes, sir. Who, who's such a, is is gracious enough to join us? He's all the way in <laughs> in Oregon, Portland, right? Yeah, Portland. Well, like the suburb, you know. But yeah, I'm from Portland. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, listen. Which that means this is about 11 a.m. We recording this, so yeah, <laughs> uh, he's been up since it's about four or five a.m. his time. So you know, much appreciated for. Oh no problem, brother. No problem, man. So I appreciate this. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, man. Again, that's what the platform is for, man. Anytime um, we can help push the conversation of men's wellness forward, I'm all for it, you know? And so mm -hmm. I've been following you for, for a little bit now. And again, it's like we, we cut from the same cloth, you know, as far as just our mindset about the idea of both being in the helping profession of social work um, you have your MSW, correct? I do, yes. So both being master's level clinicians, they they gotta figure out a new word for a new it's something yeah. simpler. Like, I just, <laughs> like yo, I'm a master's level clinician. Like, yo, what are you? Like, yeah, it's like I feel you that. want a word a one word, you know what I mean? Like doctor, <laughs> lawyer, no I'm a master's level yeah. clinician. I gotta spell <laughs> it all out for you, you feel me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So just a, just a brief overview uh, or a brief bio of, of Christopher. Um, in 2013, he decided to go back to school to get his MSW because he saw a lack of diversity in mental health professionals and wanted kids to have the option to talk to someone that looks like them. Mm -hmm. He started a podcast called The Hip Hop Social Worker in 2018 and is launching hiphopsocialworker.com to expand his platform to help, other help, help others help themselves. And I think that's, that's such a critical idea uh, when we talk about uh, wellness and we talk about being in the helping professions, we're not here to do the work for you, even though when they mm. come to us, they want us to do the work for them. But it's just like, nah, yeah. we, you know, we, we got a little bit of knowledge, but you're the expert on your life. That's right? true. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So so before we, we get into the, the different conversations that I had, the different <coughs> questions, just give us a little background about about who you are. Who is Christopher? Who is the hip hop social worker? And and how did you get into the profession of social work? Okay, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm from Portland, Oregon. Uh, born and raised. You know, what I'm saying I seen uh, I seen Portland change. Uh, you know, when I was growing up in Portland, you know, I tell people like, you know, I was I went to black schools. I went to black churches. I did you know a whole bunch of black stuff. You ain't gonna find a lot of that. You know, what I'm saying in you know like like in the city nowadays, but you know because of gentrification, but. But yeah, I'm from Portland. Um, you know, I uh, you know went to high school at one of the uh, you know only black high schools in the city, in the state, really. Um, you know, what I'm saying. Uh, but uh, I got into social work. Um, really, well, it's kind of a. I mean, it's kind of a long story. You feel me? Uh, I I was a barber at first. You feel me? I was a barber. Got my barber license. I still got it, but I don't care here no more. But I got my barber license because uh, after high school, I I really wasn't sure if I wanted to go to college, essentially. I was like, well, I kind of want to do something. And my dad was on my ass, and I was like, okay, well, shit. So I, I, I got family that's barbers, you know. And, you know, my cousin Jason was like, man, won't you be a barber, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. You go to school for a year, come out. So I did that. Um, and then while cutting hair, I was like, well, shit, I'm going to get my business degree because I want to open up, you know, hella barbershops, you know, throughout the city. Um, to, you know, but then I went to school and realized that business wasn't really my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, those classes, I was getting C's. I was, like, fighting to get C's. And I was like, man, if this is what I'm supposed to do, I shouldn't be fighting to get no damn C. You know? So, um, yeah. so, uh, but while doing all that, I worked for this program called SEI. You know, I was a part of SEI. It's a big program, in, you know, saying in Portland, you know, where I'm from. Uh, and, and SEI, you start as a little kid as, like, you know, like, you do, like, the classes and stuff. And then when you get older, you get a job doing essentially what the older person did for you. So, so I was doing that at the time, and my mom a social worker, so she, so I was talking to her, I was like, man, I don't know about this business degree, I don't know what I'm going to do, she was like, well, why don't you look into social work, you know, so I looked into social work, uh, you know, um, got into that, um, and then so I switched my major to sociology, or, or, you know, social scientist, really, um, did that, and, you know, and then time for graduation to come, I needed a job, so... Um, so, you know, I was looking for jobs, I wasn't getting jobs, they were saying, oh, you need more experience, like, well, shit, I just got this damn degree, you say I need more experience, yeah. you know what I'm saying, but, but, um, I got a job out in, 
uh, rural Oregon, you know, I'm saying working at a jail. So, so, um, so, um, you know, I, I got that job. And then, uh, during that job, it was like a brand new program for uh, kids who were looking to get, uh, off, uh, off OYA, you know what I'm saying? So, which is the Oregon Youth Authority, you know, so which is like our big state ran, you know, saying, um, um, you, you know, youth thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you, if you're a youth and you get on, uh, you know, like you get on paper, you know what I'm saying? Like it, if you're not doing good on paper, you go to OIA, you know what I'm saying? So OIA, you know what I'm saying? I was working through the program with that in, in that job. He was like, well, you're going to do some counseling. I was like, counseling? I was like, I don't know how to do counseling. I ain't never done no counseling. But I was thinking about as a barber, you know what I'm saying? I used to kind of, you know, I was 20 as a barber. So, like, I, I would have to, like, you know, have these clients. They would be talking to me about a whole bunch of, whole bunch of stuff that I wasn't really privy to because I'm, I'm 20. But I learned how to listen, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I took that principle into that job and I was killing it. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, saying my boss is impressed and all that stuff. So, but, but, you know, while working that job, I didn't see a lot of therapists that looked like me. You know, I was mm -hmm. like, so, so I started talking to the therapist. I was like, well, shit, how do I, um, you know, how do I, how, how do I get where you at? He was like, okay, you either, you, you, you either go to, um, you know, you, you go to a social work route or you can go to, um, the other route, um, LPC or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. So, so I looked into that, and I, and I decided to go, you know, do social work because social work have more, um, you know, have more opportunities. You know, what I'm saying like I just didn't have to be a counselor; I could be a whole lot of other stuff. So I did social work. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to apply to grad school. You know what I'm saying? But um, in 2013, going into 14, I was all right. All right, my um, my New Year's resolution is to apply to grad school. I applied. I got waitlisted. And then I got in the game, you know what I'm saying? I got in school, um, I got into grad school. Grad school was cool. It was, it was kind of wishy-washy, like a lot of Eurocentric stuff, you know what I'm saying? But, I, you know, I powered through it, got my MSW. Yeah. And really, yeah, so, yeah. And, and uh, I started Hip-Hop Social Worker back in 2015, really, but I didn't know what to do with it, right? Okay. I, I started it. Uh, I had a website and everything, but I was like, well, shit, I don't know what to do. And I won't be paying, like, 40 bucks a month. You know what I'm saying? And I know what to do with it. So I counseled it. But then earlier in the year, last year, me and my partner, um, you know what I'm saying, we started doing a podcast. And I never heard a podcast till last year. I ain't going to lie to you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But so so we started doing a podcast. And, uh, and the only kind of podcast I knew of was like, you know, like the kind of uh, um, social media critiquing and all that kind of stuff. So that's what we was doing. And then as we started doing that, I started learning more about podcasts. Like, well, shit. I could do a podcast about anything, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, well, let me, uh, you know what I'm saying? So let me try to get the mental health shit cracking. And so I just took that old, you know, name that I, that I had back in the day. I was like, well, shit, I'm going to try to flip that, you know, and I started it. And it's been good, you know what I'm saying? It's been cool. I've been connected with a lot of people. Um, I've been just, you know what I'm saying, just really, um, it's really something that, that I, I really wasn't sure that I wanted to do because I spent a lot of time trying to hide and not be seen, you know what I'm saying? So, like, all this shit is, like, this is this is crazy, you know what I'm saying? I got a wild stutter, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like, 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 like I've been, like, um, you know, at it for a while, so, like, I know how to really flip it to where you couldn't tell too much, yeah. but it's wild, you know what I'm saying? So, like, so, so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, even the idea of me trying to do public speaking or to be heard every week, I was like, man, like, like, you ask 22-year-old Chris, like, man, you going to do that? I'd have been like, hell no. I'm trying to be as, you know, but, it, you know, but yeah. I've seen a need, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I've seen a need, like, like, you know, like especially when I start working, like, inside the actual jail, there's a lot of kids of color who don't have a lot of people of color, you know what I'm saying, to really get, you know what I'm saying, to their issues, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. so I was like, well, you know, uh, grass is going to be expensive, but, I, you know, I believe that everything happened for a reason, you know what I'm saying? This is my path. You know what I'm saying? All the student loans ain't gonna mean nothing because I'm gonna do so cold. I'm gonna be so cold at it that all that stuff gonna, you know, what I'm like it's gonna work itself out because I believe that I'm here for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And, and even if it don't, it's like even if I can help a kid, you know what I'm saying? You know, or help whoever, you know what I'm saying? Make the a better choice and help themselves. Then I then I did what I had to do. You know, so. But yeah, no, that's right, about me. Get it. And definitely kudos to you. I know you mentioned, you know, you mentioned the stuttering piece. Like, you know, it just brought to mind that we all have, I don't even like the term afflictions, right? It's, we all have things that we live with, right? Yeah. And it's just like, all right, we recognize that it's there. Now what are we going to do with it, right? You feel and me? So yeah. 
And so that's just a matter of, listen, being resilient and, and working through whether it's stuttering, whether for me it's depression and anxiety um, and, and mental health related issues. It's, you know, we, we wear that with a badge of honor, you know, because you know what, in spite of we're still persevering, we're still working through. I think one of the things that you identified um, that I see, especially a lot of our young people, because, you know, we have, again, similar missions, similar purposes about spreading the importance of wellness, especially mental health. Uh, I heard the idea of a plan, right? And so mm -hmm. even if it wasn't college right off the bat, it was just like, you know what? I need to do something. Yeah. And 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 so I believe, you know, that energy, that that way of thinking is what's propelling you forward. It's just like, you know what? I got to do something, right, to, to help. And it's funny, you know, we talk about barbering, it's talking about the different things. We, we're honing these skill sets in environments that aren't, quote, unquote, your traditional therapeutic type of environments, mm -hmm. right? So we talk about the barbershop. We talk about, you know, these men's circles that, that you know, like I run and, and take place, even though that's that's... That's definitely therapeutic, but we talk about just meeting up with the homies and just having conversation, having dialogue. Yeah. And so, you know, we're honing these skills way before <clears throat> we get the degree. And so once we get the degree, that that adds to that's the she she foo foo appeal <laughs> um, to what we to what we already have. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we, I'm sure you've seen it, you know, throughout the programs you've been in where people come into the programs and you you know you well, listen, we're, we're human. So we look at other skill sets and we like, yo, word? Like, I don't know how long you're going to last. No, right? Or we're working with people because they, they haven't honed the skill set based off, based through our, our experience and how important that is. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the moniker, I'm always interested in, in, you know, in titles and names. So the hip hop social work, I know you said that, you know, you started a few years ago. But what was it about the hip hop social worker that that drew you in to using that moniker? Uh, well, you know, um, you know, my wife, she's a big brand person, so like, um, she was like, "Well, like, what do you want your brand to stand for, and what do you want your brand to like represent?" So, the hip hop to me is like, I, I want to do social work my way. You know what I'm saying? I don't want. I, I can't assimilate. I can't assimilate no more. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the hip hop culture. I mean, like, I mean, you could tell by the way I talk. I talk like this to. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? With clients, you feel me? Like, I mean, and it's just, I didn't want to have to put on another face because, because I'm supposed to, you know, you, you feel me? So like, so, it, so that's really what it is. I ain't, I ain't rapping. I ain't really, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, but it's just, it's just, it's just a part of me. You know what I'm saying? Like music is big to me, you know what I'm saying? So like, so I just feel like, okay, so how am I, how am I make a statement saying that this is uniquely what I'm about? I ain't trying to change no more, you know what I'm saying? And so I was like, hip-hop social worker work, you know. It, it, it's like, I feel like it's kind of corny, but it kind of works. So, like, it has the right amount of both, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. when you see it, it's like, it's like, well, like, okay, so what? what is, so, like, what is he really talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that's why I feel like when people see this, like, okay, so I got to see, like, what's going on because hip-hop social worker, uh, but it's like, yeah, that's just my way of saying I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm done assimilating. You know, what I'm saying the. Uh, my approach works. You know, what I'm saying like I, I've had students. You know, saying contact me. Uh, you know, saying how much I've helped them. You know, what I'm saying helping get out of situations that were bad. You know, so like I just. I feel like my approach. I, I don't have to change my approach anymore. You know, yeah. I, I think you know one of the basic, the basic tenets, the basic principles of, of social work is you meet people where they are. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, you know, we can I'm sure we both can come across with the clinical jargon to, you know, to appease traditional social workers. Right. Mm -hmm. However, we recognize, especially in the populations that we that we serve, that that's not conducive. Right. And so we have to we have to be able to adjust to the demographic that we're serving. <laughs> Uh, because yeah. again, if we're, if we're talking about change, being change agents, right? You you can't help people in the change process if you're forcing them to adapt to your way of thinking, 
right? And and force to force them, right, to, mm-hmm. to adapt to your approach, right? So you have to be you have to be slick with it, right? And yeah. I, I think that's definitely part of the name, and that's the reason why it's just like you know you see people who follow you all the time, and it's just like sometimes you go off of names. Right, like I, I, I'm able to tell tell who spam is. Like if they got like seven numbers at the end of the name, <laughs> you know it's spam, right? Yeah. And so I don't got to click their page and go through that. But yeah, you, it's definitely for marketing purposes, it's a it's it's a great thing. You know, me also being a product of the the hip hop culture. Uh, I mean, granted, we see you know big. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I always had this conversation. I go to this this coffee shop. Uncle Bobby's is owned by uh, Mark Lamar Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Who you know, famously been <laughs> fired yeah. from CNN for his Palestine comments. And so we always get into a, a conversation about hip hop, right? And so my top five, right? he always kills me because I'm like, yo, Joe Button is in my top five of all time. Hey, uh, he, uh, he my bad. I'll be mean, I, I mean, off, but he be there? Do be there, so um, Mark Lamont he'll be at the shop for real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he did like I want to say almost every day. If he not, oh. if he not out of town or something, yeah. I like him yeah. even more now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, tight. Yeah, that's, no, tight. He, that's tight. That's tight. Yeah, he he cool, he cool people's man. He cool people. Okay. And so I say that because you know I always get killed because it's like I don't have the traditional top five. Right? Yeah. So my top five is Joe, so I got Joe Button in it, mm-hmm. right? And this is my favorites. I got Kanye in it. Mm-hmm. I got Jay-Z in it. Um, I got Black Thought in it. Oh. Um, the five is always, that's debatable. You know, it depends on yeah. one. It might be Talib Kweli, it might be Common, it might be, uh, it might be Jeezy, you know, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, so what's your top five? hip-hop before we get into the hard questions and uh, <laughs> uh my top five man of course hova he's the goat you know what i'm saying jay-z's the goat uh i can't even i like i can't even say anybody else to besides he's number one excuse me uh you figure uh i'm a west coast cat uh i like uh, this artist out of the bay called the jacka i don't know if you heard of him but he did a few uh, tracks with freeway Back in the day, uh, but yeah, okay. I mean, got the Jacka is man. He's he's one of the dopest, you know. what I'm saying out on the West Coast, and then you got your, uh, you know, like Nas. You know, what I'm saying I like Nas. You know, what I'm saying I'm a, I'm a I'm a big Nas guy. You know, what I'm saying uh, well, not a huge Nas guy, but I, I like him enough to like. Okay, he's 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 definitely top five. You know, what I'm saying, and yeah. then uh, let's see who else. Um, and then it, it it really changed like 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 I mean like the last two like it can go from me to like J Cole to Kendrick you know okay. what I'm saying to um man it, it 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 really can change like depending on the day like Method Man you know what I'm saying depending on how I'm feeling you know but uh but you know but yeah so it's it's definitely Hova the Jacka you know what I'm saying Nas definitely up there. Um, I'm gonna mention Pac just out, out of respect, you know what I'm saying? But uh, but I mean, he he is up there. Pac, uh, I didn't mention Biggie, but I feel like Biggie's always. Uh, I feel like Biggie's yeah, like, I feel uh, like Biggie's. <laughs> I feel like Biggie and Pac are, are givens, right? You know like you saying? put them in their category. Yeah. Um, because we recognize how talented, how amazing they are. They go. They like the Godfathers, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, so I, it's more. It's the, I would, I was trying to Google and see if anybody from Portland, but nothing came up. Oh, I mean, so, the, the, <laughs> there is some cats in Portland that that I that I fuck with. Like, um, I'm gonna shoot them out. Uh, uh, you know, Mike Capes, he's dope. Uh, my homie Luck One, he used to spit. He 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 retired. I'm trying to get him to come back out. There's Vinny Dwayne, you know what I'm saying? There's those a few cats. Uh, the legend Cool Nuts. I know his name sounds crazy, but he's a legend in Portland. You know what I'm saying? So. All right, <laughs> but nobody, nobody like that's known worldwide, like Seagull or Freeway. Or... Uh, I mean, like, I mean, it depends on like your know, the definite, like, like no, like big mainstream people. Well, I mean, if you know the dude who did the voice box on uh, on um, on the workout plan by Kanye, that dude from Portland, his name was Bosco. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> so you know, so, right, so you know, so. so. So you know. All right. So, so the most well known is is the the ball on the Kanye workout. Right, I got you. <laughs> he, he might be. He might be. You know. Saying, right. But cool nuts. You know. 
he toured worldwide. Like he be in Australia, he be in Europe. You know what I'm saying? But just he ain't mainstream like that. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, so, so since we're talking about hip hop and hip hop culture, mm-hmm. listen, I you know full disclosure, I'm very critical of hip hop, man. The older I get, mm-hmm. um, the more I'm in this profession, the more I sit and I see the influence of hip hop, both from a, a positive perspective and from a, an unhealthy perspective. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very critical of it. So what are your views on, on hip hop culture and its impact on, on black males? You know, we talking about trauma. Uh, we talking about the cliche term. They're so cliche now. Toxic masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> femininity. yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just a person who believes in whether it's healthy or unhealthy behaviors. Right. Mm-hmm. And so so what are your thoughts on just the influence of hip hop? The influence of hip hop is is huge, you know what I'm saying? I know especially like um like like for me nowadays, like I, I like you know, like I feel like since four 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 came out, it kinda messed my whole get like it messed everything up. Like I like I can't listen to everything the same, you know what I'm saying? Like I got like I need grown man rap. But um but as far as like the influence, I mean like as a younger guy, it definitely um you know, it, it, it influenced a lot of negative behaviors in me. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of uh, indulging and stuff I shouldn't be indulging in, whether that be, uh, you know, women, weed, uh, alcohol, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and like, you know, just like a lifestyle of like blowing money fast, you know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff, just kind of access of stuff. And I feel like, but I also feel like, like that was pushed on by the uh, mainstream, you know what I'm saying? Because they saw it sold. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all these execs seem like shit. When you talk about some conscious stuff, you might sell, you know, 100,000. When you talk about, when you talk about, man, you know, all the ignorant stuff, that's going to sell a million copies, you know? So, but, and I feel like, but I do feel like that, you know, since like the, you know, like, um, you, you, you know, the yays came through, the Kid Cuddies came through, that, that it's starting to balance out a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially since you take out the record label, you know, so the label ain't as huge as it used to be. You know what I'm saying? So now, so now, like, if I'm in my basement and I got a message that's hot, it's gonna it's gonna sell regardless. So, so like, so like, I feel like now there's a there's a space for us to be vulnerable when before it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? When, when before you had to be X, Y, and Z, or you was getting clowned, and that seeped into like our our circles. You know what I'm saying? Like you talking about like like you know like the people that I used to hang out with, you couldn't be soft. You know what I'm saying? Back in those days, and and I could get, I mean. I can attribute that to a lot more than hip hop, but hip hop definitely played a part in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it definitely, it definitely put a spotlight on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, this is what it is to be black male. Boom, you got to be alpha all the time. And if it's a whole bunch of alphas, we got to you got we got to out alpha each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I feel like hip hop is it has done that even like to the point where like. Um, you know, where Lil' Kim was out here wilding. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, when she came out, she had some great music, but, I mean, like, her music was, like, it was vulgar, but I felt like it was vulgar because hip-hop said it had to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so, like, Lil' Kim, the, the Foxies, because, you know, that's what sold. So, shit, if I'm in the hood, you know what I'm saying, and it's survival by any means, if somebody, you know, if, if, if a million people want to hear some vulgar stuff, then, then that's what they're going to get. You know, so, but I do appreciate, like, Hova, you know what I'm saying, like, for him to, um, you know, kind of, like, really knock the mental health cap, like, you know what I'm saying, bring it to the name, or, you know, him bring it to the mainstream, you know, because, you know, like, because mainstream is always going to be mainstream, you know, it's always going to be money, drugs, you know, like, you know, like this morning, I was telling my partner, um, I was listening to new Wiz and Currency, you know what I'm saying, which melodically it sounded good, but the message was just, you know, stunting, weed, and, and I, I yeah, feel it, yeah. you know what I'm saying, but it's like, I can't take 14 songs of that, you know what I'm saying, but they're the 22-year-old person that can, so so that might influence them to do some whatever, you know, so I yeah. feel like, and it, so, it is, go ahead. And I was just going to say, as you know, when you say Wiz and Currency, it's just like, yo, that music isn't for us. Right. Yeah, true. That's, that's that's not for us. And so I try to keep that in mind. You know, we talk about Jay and we talk about 444. I thought that was, you know, album of the year. Right. Because how, you know, just the, the level of introspection uh, that came with that album. Mm-hmm. But then when I sat and thought about it, I'm like, well, damn, Jay, you're 48 years old. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're like you're 48. Right. And I see people lauding him 
for you know his transparency, his vulnerability, um, owning up to his mistakes. And I'm just sitting here like, you know, for, for 20 plus, 30 plus years, the message has been different, mm. right? And I respect you for the change, because listen, the change process, we never know when that's going to take place, Definitely. right? And that's why we always have to, you know, I'm a firm believer in, in showing grace, right? Because some people get that opportunity to evolve. We have to allow people the opportunity to change. Mm -hmm. um, but then conversely, I still look at it sideways, like, brother, you, you know, your influence back when you didn't have this level of insight was beyond impactful. You're the reason why people still wear Yankee hats every day. The reason why Jersey <clears throat> still haven't made, Jersey still haven't made a, a complete comeback, right? Because you said, you know. It was over. No when he said it, it was over. Exactly. <laughs> Give me a, fat, a Chris Chair jeans buttoned yeah. up. And, and that was on like, the West Coast, I'm too. Looking at my, I'm looking at my John Elway jersey, my Reggie Theus jersey <laughs> I got from, for a couple hundred dollars. And I'm like, hang, I can't rock this no more. And they, listen, the clubs weren't letting you in it with it anymore. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's the whole landscape. So I think if he, 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 he influences that much to change our wardrobe. I wonder how much the message that he's pushed has changed the, the psyche of the black male in particular, right? Where we do have to be this, this Don, where we have to be um, superior to, to, to others, um, how we have to be this ladies, this ladies man. Narratives that um, for me, just just never worked, right? I was never the ladies' man. I was, mm -hmm. you know, I might have tried, but it was just like my my personality was kept rejecting it, right? Yeah. And it's not now until I get later in life where I recognize that that might have been his truth for whatever it was, but that wasn't my truth, right? And it wasn't until I started started to learn more about myself. And so I think I think hip hop has influenced because we're we often many of us are searching for this identity and how we, where we fit into the world. And especially in the hip hop culture, it eliminates that opportunity to find out who you are, right? Because, you know, you can't, you know, let's say you, you, you're, you have identity issues with regards to your sexuality. Well, hip hop yeah. tells you completely that you can't explore with another man because that's the one of the worst things you could say to another black man is to is to call him gay, right? Um, the the mm -hmm. identity the the, I, the 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 idea that about faith being faithful, committing, especially during that time. Um, I'm trying to think of a lyric, and it just came in my head, and like, she gave me one more chance, and after again, and it's just like, oh yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just yeah. thinking like, yo, people are out here imitating and, and mimic that, mimicking that. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm very critical of just the what that has done for us, even outside of him and the selling drugs piece. Because I, I think that gets overlooked. Like Tommy Lauren, yeah, she can't say <laughs> um, your husband <laughs> sells drugs. But I sit back and like, yo, your husband sold, sold drugs. Like, if we keep it real, he's effed up the next three or four generations in certain families, you yeah. know? And so I'm supposed to just say, okay, because you, you say, you talk about mental health and depression and being open and honest about your relationship with Beyonce, <coughs> that I'm supposed to forget that, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's, you know, so that's just part of, you know, why it's just, I think, to be a hip-hop uh, lover, um, and, and really embracing the culture is to to be critical of it. Yeah. You know? So, go ahead. Yeah. And you, you, you didn't say nothing that was, uh, that wasn't factual, you know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, my parents, my parents definitely, um, you know, like they dealt with their, their own drug issues, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, I actually interviewed my mom and my dad on, on my first, like my early first episodes, you know what I'm saying? And, and you're right, you know what I'm saying, that kind of lifestyle, you know what I'm saying, that fast money, you know what I'm saying, it ruined a lot of, it ruined a lot of homes, you know what I'm saying? I mean, luckily my parents was, you know, like, you know, it was blessed enough to bounce back and to bounce back good, you know what I'm saying? But I do know people that, that, that struggled with drugs 
for steel, you know what I'm saying? And they 50, you know what I'm saying? So, so you're right um, about that. Like, and, and, and that is tough because, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, we appreciate you for, you know, you, you know what I'm saying, for, you, 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 you know, having all that stuff, like, you know, like, you know, so you talk about like all that mental health stuff in your raps, but are we supposed to, um, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, just say, hey, well, you know, for 30 years, you had us out here thinking we was all players, you know, what I'm saying, and, <laughs> you know, and like that's the toxic part, or that's the toxic toxic part of masculinity that you, you know, that, that people don't like see is like, like when I say it's toxic, it's toxic because you're not giving me like any like any other options you feel me like so you know what i'm saying so that's what toxic about it to me like i know like i like I, there was a few weeks ago where like i had to um I, man like i posted this thing about it and you know my friend had commented on it and then like it was about to go down you know what i'm saying because then it had girls commenting on it and i was like i, I turned the comments off because like i ain't really here for all that stuff you feel me but yeah. you, you, you know what i'm saying but now like but you know, like that's the toxic part. You know, what I'm saying like not masculinity in in itself, but just like when I say this is what it is to be masculine, and you, you're not giving me an option. You know, what I'm saying to like explain it for myself, you know, or to be myself. That's that's the toxic part. You know, like you know, what I'm saying everything else is like is is cool. But like you know, what I'm saying when you say, oh, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. You know, what I'm saying our men do this, men do that, men don't do that. That's the toxic part. You know, so yeah, Hova, yeah. and and I, I feel like Jay Z. I mean, you know, he, you know, I don't know, I, I can't, I can't speak what you know, you know, saying, you know, saying, uh, like what he do, but I just think that now, like he's trying to make it right. You know, what I'm saying, like you can't change the past, and he, and he, and you know, what I'm saying, and he will have to pay for them sins. You know, what I'm saying, but it's like, like, like now he's like overcompensating. You know, what I'm saying, like, okay, now I'm trying to do this, do that, that's so, so. You know, what I'm saying, so he could show that he's changed and you know what I'm saying like like I said before you can't change the past but it's like hey I did my mistakes you know what I'm saying I, I influenced a lot of wrong yeah you know what I'm saying it and then you know moving forward yeah, yeah. you know yeah no but, listen and, that, and that's the and that's why you know I'm you know I got to be mindful of that right and that's mm -hmm. why I'm not a fan of cancel culture in general oh, because no. it doesn't allow people it, cancel culture goes directly against the profession of social work and the tenets of social work. Because if you see some of the things that we've seen, um, you know, me working in every aspect of, of social work, when we talk about child welfare, we're talking about behavioral health in, in different settings, you know, we're talking about people who have done things that can be considered cancel worthy. So yes. we're talking about the you know, the abuse of a child. We're talking about, um, as, as you stated with your parents um, who had a history of, of drug use, and I do want to touch on that mm -hmm. in, in a few minutes, um, but in some people's eyes, it's like, no, right? No, nah, you, you, once you do that, you know, once you lose your child because of that, you shouldn't get them back because you're not worthy enough to be a parent. And it doesn't allow for people, again, to make, to have missteps, to make mistakes, now, depending upon how egregious, yeah, you do lose certain rights. So um, I have my own thoughts about the Adoptions and Families Adoptions and Safe Families Act of 97 by Bill Clinton, because I don't think that it takes into consideration drug usage in, in what we know about recovery and yeah. the amount of years that it takes just for, for people who are listening who aren't uh, familiar with ASFA of 1997. It pretty much says that if a child is in foster care for, I believe it's it's 15 or 16 out of 22 out of 22 months, then adoption should be the goal. And so, what we know about drug usage, especially harder drugs like cocaine, crack, um, opioids, that it often takes people at least seven times of relapsing before they before they're clean. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that can span two years. And so during this time, the, the clock is ticking. And so once again, you're putting people in a box. Right. And it's not. <clears throat> it might be the third year where they get clean and they can they be clean. They'll be clean for the rest of their life. And they've lose they've lost their rights because of it. Right. Their, their child is going has been adopted and they no longer have rights. So I, I think it's definitely something that that needs to pre be revisited 
Uh, because again, we're talking about something 22 years ago and, and how we're adjusting with the times and recognizing that drug usage um, is, a, is a health issue, is a public health issue, uh, as opposed to, to um, the criminal, being criminalized and the criminal mm -hmm. aspect of it. And also we know that, it's, that the majority, a large majority of the kids that are in foster care are black and brown. Right. Yeah. So we're talking about a lot of black and brown children who won't be reunited with their families because of this. So, I, again, I, I, I could go off on a tangent <laughs> about that. Um, but, you know, that just goes back to the overarching point of this cancel culture and the missteps um, and why we can't be so quick to throw people away. Uh, I, the biggest thing was Liam Neeson this last week with his <laughs> comments that <laughs> He went out. What do you? He he went out with with a hatchet, whatever he went out, a crowbar, and he was yeah. looking for a black person to kill. Um, and I think it's, this was like ten years ago, uh, or however long ago it was. It wasn't recent. And and in the midst of that, he said that he recognized, you know, shortly thereafter that yo, this way of thinking was effed up, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I've heard so many people, and I want to get your thoughts on. It, I heard so many people was willing to cancel him. Uh, and I, I was just sitting there again as a therapist, as a social worker. I start analyzing the situation. And so I'm looking at it. Well, you know what? He just experienced trauma, right? The traumatic situation, it was secondary trauma. A friend of his who alleged rape. Um, and that, and she alleged she was raped by a Black person. Right now, again, we can go to the Emmett Teals and we could go that route and how it could have, I saw, I saw uh, Bill Street, James Baldwin, and you know, how falsely, uh, you know, the idea of how black men are portrayed as being aggressors and, and sexual predators. And that could have very well been that instance, or it could have been true, mm -hmm. right? And if we take it for what she said as being true in his response, I try to sit back and say, you know what? I want to have that level of awareness that if, my, if God forbid, a, a, a female friend of mine said that she was raped by a white man, that I wouldn't just be so upset that I'm going out there like, yo, I'm going to F somebody up as yeah. a result of it. I don't care who it is, right? Does that make me a racist? Is it a racist act? Yeah. But I think we, we ignore factors of... <coughs> um, that contribute to people's responses, right? Because, mm -hmm. and we look at it when we grow up, you know, we're learning how to cope, right? So his learning how to cope could have been anger and aggression. It could have been these different things. Granted, he lacked complete insight and it was a, a, a racist frame of mind, but even him recognizing it and saying, yo, listen, this isn't representative of me. I recognize that that was an effed up way of thinking and God forbid I didn't act on it. Right? But again, you're not even allowed to have missteps. But Terry Crews got vilified because he said the same thing. And yeah. I think I think more of us need to be involved in having <coughs> commentary on these situations because, especially therapists, because we're able to tap into the, the, the non-emotional aspect of it right we're, mm -hmm. able to, we're able to look at it from a, a therapeutic perspective sometimes a, a logical perspective um to understand that you know the thoughts uh thoughts feelings and emotions and how they impact behavior right yeah. and it just so happened that it's a racial component into it so just your thoughts i know i, I, I talked a lot about oh, it all good. But, um, just yeah but what are your thoughts on just that situation in particular yeah, so um, I mean, honestly, I haven't really given it any thought besides like the memes I've seen that was funny, <laughs> you know, Sam. <laughs> but uh, but I never really messed with Liam anyway, you know. what I'm saying just because his movies <laughs> wasn't really something I watched. But uh, but I, I do understand what you're saying because like um, I, I think people like as black people we so hurt, you know. what I'm saying because you know, I like you say Emmett the Emmett Teals the. You know what I'm saying? So, like, once you say anything, you know, yeah, it's trauma. You know what I'm saying? So, like, once you say anything that's, like, slighty, it's like, mm, like, fam, like, you're going to have to, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to, I don't know, you're going to have to figure, uh, you have to figure out a way, you know what I'm saying, to make it right. So, I, but, you know, so, so like, I, I feel why people want to counsel them. But then again, like, you, you're right. As a therapist, as a person who, you know what I'm saying, like, as a social worker, it's like, you know, like, it, as, as a human, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, how much foul shit? I mean, like, have I, I, I probably said about, you know what I'm saying, somebody or something, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't like, and that doesn't mean I mean that. I mean that, you know what I'm saying? So, so what I think about it is, is like, you know, um, he apologized, whether you accept it or not, you, you move on. If you want to cancel, you don't have to. yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you want to cancel, that's great. But at the same time, like, I don't think, like, I feel like it gets tricky. You know what I'm saying? Because, because like you, like you, like you, the person that want to, you, you, you know, do all the counseling on, you know, like, you know, what I'm saying, like next week, you might be the person that's on the block. So it's like, you know, and I'm sure you're gonna want, some, I'm, I'm sure, you, I'm sure, like, you're gonna want some compassion. You're gonna want somebody to understand it was just a mistake. So like, so that, that's how I feel about cancel culture. It's like, well, it's, it's like I, I don't really get into it because. You know what I'm saying? If I'm on the stand, I want somebody to hear me out. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, so, yeah. Yeah, so, that's, like, that's a good point. you know, so, like, uh, just cancel culture in general, yeah, I don't really, I don't really vibe with it. You know what I'm saying? There, I mean, there are some that's, there, like, 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 time after time after time, I'm like, all right, fam, I got to let you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so, like, so if, if Liam have, like, you know, another thing come out, then it's like, oh, brother, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, but if it's just one mistake, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you know, when, like, in the act of his aggression, he realized, oh, okay, all this ain't cool. Then it's like, well, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like we got to be able, we've got to act like all this stuff can happen to us. You know what I'm saying? So, like, ain't nobody perfect. It all can happen to you. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it like, so, so, like, a, a tweet could come up about you, uh, um, uh, uh, like, you know, like, a, uh, there could be a text, you know what I'm saying, that could get leaked. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know my, you know what I'm saying? So I don't go there. So it's like, so you just gotta, I just feel like one time he apologized, you know what I'm saying? You know, you walk accordingly and then, you know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. But yeah, I don't, I don't really vibe with, you know, with cancel culture, you know, like, I mean, except, you know, R. Kelly, but uh, other than that, that's not really, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, I, I don't. You know, I learned not to comment on Kells um, oh. because, you know, he's, He's an interesting figure. I I I can't listen to him anymore personally. Um, I seen you I had the episode about uh, about it, and uh, I was listening to it, but I never got a chance to get back to it. But but I'm gonna finish it though. Yeah, yeah. You know it. what? It, it was just the idea of just breaking down the. I didn't watch the documentary. I had no interest of watching mm -hmm. the documentary at this stage in life. I recognize what trauma is, how effed up the world is. I don't need to see every single situation <laughs> because it, it come on Lifetime or, or BET or, or whatever channel. I'm okay. But I, I wanted to, my, my purpose in that one was just the idea of the, the silence and the shame that black men and boys experience. And, that, and unfortunately, due to, to cultural reasons, by both men and women, the the atrocities committed against us do not receive the same type of response, yeah. right? Because again, it, it, they go directly against quote unquote masculinity. They go against um, historical black culture um, and it reinforces things that we've had to do where we've had to be on, silent on things that matter, right? And so I think it's irresponsible to have certain conversations without inclusion, right? So, you know, when I see white people saying all lives matter to black lives matter, it's just like, nah, this is in direct response to, yeah. to, to, to you guys, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I, when I look at situations like sexual assault, I think there's silence across the board, right? Yeah. And so, that's why it's important for when we do have conversations that, you know, it's just like, all right, you know, yeah, we, we definitely get this point. Let's magnify this. That's all. Can we also get this some run? Can we get this some burn? Right. So when we saw what happened at Michigan State with Larry Nasser and mm. how he needs to be under the jail and get the death penalty for assaulting hundreds of women, the Ohio State wrestling team back in the 90s, um, there were many members who said they were sexually assaulted by a, a doctor, um, a politician who's in office now. <clears throat> part of that was a part of that cover-up, right? And the the level of attention 
Um, I'm not sure if you even knew about it. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know about it. I saw it as an article last summer. Um, a few of the wrestlers came out and made comments on it. Then it went right under the radar, right? So mm -hmm. I think in these times, we need to have this conversation again. Yeah, you know, I love stepping in the name of love, but I'm all right if I never hear it again, right? Because I yeah. recognize how, how it's going to be hard. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be hard because, <laughs> you know, he made amazing music, you know. However, you know, his it, it, that brings up an interesting conversation. I think that's actually what we were talking about with Jay-Z and just hip-hop in general. Um, can you separate the, the man from the behavior? Right. Mm -hmm. So like the, the art from the behavior. So it's just like, you know what? Recognize R. Kelly. He wrote like what he wrote for Maxwell, whenever, wherever, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, yo, he wrote he wrote that for him. Like, can I no longer listen to it? Because he he assaulted these women. He raped these women, these these children. Uh, so it's an interesting, you know, you could definitely offer your thoughts on it. It's, it's, it's complex, man. It's, it's yeah. complex. The thing about uh, you know, what I'm saying like um, like I do feel like in some aspects we should separate you know, saying the man from the uh, you know, saying from the music, but on the, when it comes to like R. Kelly, it's just like uh, you know he, you know he just he just wouldn't chill out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like he, he and, just, he, and he's still not chilling. Yeah. Talking about if you had your shots, you know, you yeah, know you, I mean? <laughs> you feel me <laughs> that. Yeah, that that kind of stuff, and you know, and then like, not and then him not really, not really fully addressing it. You know what I'm saying? Like just kind of planning off, like, well, you know what I'm saying? People still love me, so it must it must be cool. So like, I feel like, arrogance, well, it, it, yeah, you know. So that so like just the behavior is like you know like okay, one time, like I said, one time, all right, you know what I'm saying? You do, you do, you apologize or whatever. You, you got what you need to get. You got help. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like with the therapy you got saw, but it's like, you know, to the denial and the, and the actions to still be coming out after, you know what I'm saying? For like 20 some years, it's like, it's like, nah, like I, like in, and really, me not listening to R. Kelly is personal. I'm not calling for anybody to counsel him. If you want to bump him, then hey, that's on you. But it's like, I let it slide for enough to when I heard in 2014, that he was, you know, kidnapping women and had a sex cult. It was like, it's just not, I just, I mean, like you're right. Stepping Name of Love is a classic. You know, he has, he has undeniable cuts, but it's just like, oh man, like I just, I don't feel, it don't give me the same vibe, you know what I'm saying? And if I can't vibe with the music, then it's like, I can't, you know, so yeah, that's, yeah, I can't. And, and I think another reason why I can't cancel them is because, and I don't know if you, you have these feelings too, is because I am a therapist, right? Again, I am mm -hmm. a social worker. So again, we talk about people do the foulest and the most effed up things, but one of the basic things that we believe in the in people's propensity to change, right? Yeah, and so definitely. I still hold out hope that, that granted, I don't give a damn about his music. Now we just talking about the person. You're talking about right? kid, yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, I still think there's room for him to change, right? There's still room. For, now, I still, I think there needs to be a, an accountability piece related to it. So if change means, yo, you get locked up for 30 years and you get therapy in prison and you're a better person, salute to you. Yeah. I'm glad you're a better person. Yeah, that right? it is what um, it is, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it's, it's difficult, you know, because we, as much as we want to take our, our, our therapist social work hats off, like we keep them on so yeah. so often. It's, it's, it's oh, one of yeah. the reasons why I can't. I don't know about you. Like I can't go to a strip club anymore. You know what I mean? Like because I'm in there analyzing. I'm, I'm having <laughs> real conversations. Like you know, how's everything in your life, sis? You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like I'm not supposed to be here for that. You know, but it's but I, I recognize. You know what? I am. I I. This is who I am. Right. This mm -hmm. is who I am. I'm thoughtful. I'm caring. Um, and I'm sure you can, if, if you could just speak on that, you know, just how that has impacted how you're moving out, how you're moving out here. Oh, I analyze everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, you know, I, I mean, I ain't that deep into where I'm analyzing strippers, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, but, <laughs> it's uh, just me, huh? yeah. <laughs> but, me on that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I do, uh, I do, I do over, I mean, I do overanalyze, I think. 
because I don't think anything happens like like as a result of a human. I think everything is made up at like everything is went into this human to get to the result you see today. So so I analyze like you know. Um, you know, well, like I'm driving down the street, I see somebody homeless. You know what I'm saying? I analyze the community they're sleeping in. I analyze, you know what I'm saying, if my daughter's crying too much. I analyze if my friend is doing certain things. I, I, I like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I go to the grocery store, I analyze why the stuff is over here, why it's over there. So, so mm-hmm. I, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's just, it's just something that, you know, we, we're just self aware. We're just, we're just people who are self aware. And, and sometimes it puts strain on relationships. Sometimes you know it makes relationships better, but but uh, but at the same time, I don't like being analyzed. You know what I'm saying? So like, so 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 like, I, I try to chill. You feel me? So I, I try to chill sometimes, but you're right because I'm in situations like if I'm like like if I'm chilling with myself, and I might you know saying like I might have one too many drinks. I'm like, okay, hold up. You know what I'm saying? Why? Like, so let's say, like, why am I doing this? You know what I'm saying? Why is it so important that I, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, it's it's definitely some, it's like a gift and a curse, you know what I'm saying? Because I saw my homeboy one day that, um, you know, as a social worker, my job is to study patterns. That's part of it. Patterns, people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like, I got to, like, um, I used to work in a juvie, like I said, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, in juvie, like, I, I, like there would be some days where you have to, um, you know what I'm saying, like, outthink the, you, you know what I'm saying, the kid. So, it's like, so, I always think, like, okay, so, you know, I, I'm just always a person who, who studies everything, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of our role is to really figure out patterns, you know what I'm saying, like, so we could be as efficient as we can, you know? So, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I definitely get that, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it is annoying. But <laughs> I get yeah, it. you know it, it definitely is, and, and like I literally tell people, like when I, because we tend to we we're thinkers, you know. So part of it is being a thinker <laughs> is overthinking. So I, one of my strategies, I literally tell myself to stop. You know, like I might say it aloud, like somebody might hear me in the gym, I'll be like, stop, because I'm overthinking a set, or I'm just thinking in general, mm-hmm. driving, like yo, stop, and just yeah. try to and try to refocus. Um, so I know you mentioned you said you know you. Your both your parents had have lived with addiction. Yeah. Uh, so just briefly, or, or I don't want to put a time limit on it. Just how was that experience, and how has that shaped who you are? Um, it shaped who I am. I mean, um, I still I still got a lot of trauma from it. You know, and that trauma I wear with a badge. I'm not gonna lie to you. I know it's a problem, but like I feel like, man, I done made it through some shit. You know what I'm saying? People see me, and when I present, they got you say like a master's degree. You know what I'm saying? He's he has his job. He must be something else. But I like to tell people, man, I, man, my first six years of my life, shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a whole bunch of stuff that I seen. I lived. I moved from house to house. You know what I'm saying? Actually seeing your parents do the drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, seeing all these different people in your house and like living in the crack house, you know what I'm saying, that kind of stuff. So, but that was like the first six years of my life, you know what I'm saying? Um, went to foster care, you know what I'm saying? Went to foster care, lived, lived with my aunt. Um, wasn't really, I mean, like, like, you know, when it was happening, it was what it was. But now looking back at it, you know what I'm saying? I, I got my thoughts about that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really wasn't really feeling that. But, um, you know, but, Luckily, my mom, she went to rehab. She went to jail for a little bit, but went to rehab. You know, my dad went to jail for about a year, a year some change. And uh, my mom went to my mom went to jail, got out, went to rehab, and luckily her like her judge knew about recovery. So, so you know, so when she went to get us back, it was all good. You know, so the judge was like, "All right, I, I see what you're doing. I see how much your kids mean to you." You know, here's you know, say here's here you go. So she, you know, say so the judge had gave her a chance. Then my dad got out. He was in rehab for a little bit. You know, what I'm saying I remember going to see him. You know, say going to see the visits. Um, but uh, and then you know, what I'm saying then they got married again and all that stuff. But it didn't work out. But um, but yeah, but having drug addiction parents. But it, but you know, like where I lived at. You know, in Portland, everybody was broke. Everybody's mom was, our dad was on dope. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't really too different in that respect. You know what I'm saying? But looking back at it, man, I seen a lot of cold stuff. I mean, I, I don't live through a few raids. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just, you know, but all that stuff, you know, like it, it shaped me to be a social worker because my first goal in social work was to be a CPS worker. 
child protective service worker. And I want to be an example to parents who are struggling with, you know what I'm saying, having their kids took and whatever that, man, you can do all this stuff, you know what I'm saying, but you still, if, if, you, if you bounce back, you, you can give your kids a shot, you know what I'm saying? Even if you, like, even if you, like, you know, you're still in poverty, you know, because I remember, like, you know, my parents got back together and they was clean. We were still broke, you know what I'm saying? But we was just regular broke, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, you know, stealing clothes and, you know, all that kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? So, so, I, so like, that was my first, you know, like, I, I just wanted to be an example. Like, you can, you know what I'm saying? You, you, can get, you can get your stuff back on track and your kids can still have a fair shot, you know what I'm saying, to not have to, you know what I'm saying, um, be in your footsteps. So, but but I'm very grateful, you know what I'm saying? I'm very grateful that my parents, uh, they're still clean. They've been clean. My dad just celebrated 20, 27 years clean. My mom has about, you know, and my mom is almost at the 30 piece, you know, so, and, you know what I'm saying? Like, but what I tell people often is that even getting clean, um, like, you know, that whole process, they wasn't done. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't done. They they got clean, but you know, they still had demons, you know what I'm saying? My mom was very open about yeah. she she's very open about her, like, you know, like she was very codependent. You know what I'm saying? She she really didn't um like get her stuff in order really until she started learning about her own mental health. You know what I'm saying? And she I remember her telling me like that she she's kinda mad at the like at the recovery piece because they're just now getting to mental health. You know what I'm saying? Like, after all these years. So she's like, you know, yeah, dual, imagine. Dual diagnosis. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, imagine how, yeah. you know, how much stuff we could have unpacked, you know what I'm saying? Back then, it, 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 you know, it, if this was a thing back then, you know. And my dad, he's still learning about mental health. So, but, you know what I'm saying? But him being older, you know what I'm saying? He, he's matured and he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got his stuff off the ground. So I'm, I'm very blessed, you know what I'm saying, to see my parents still look healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know a lot of people, um, you know, just seeing a lot of people who are my parents' age still out here are, you know, they might have done drugs for, for you know, for, say for you know, say for five years too long. And now they out here looking twisted, you know what I'm saying? So, in, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so, like, I just feel like I'm very blessed, you know what I'm saying, to, have, you know what I'm saying, to be able to see my parents transition like that in this, in, in, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, a lot of their friends who was on dope with them didn't live past 50. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? They didn't live past 50. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, if they did, it was like 51, 52. You know, so, yeah. you know, so, but, but yeah, it shaped me because, you know, I, I've come from, you know what I'm saying, just a, a traumatic background. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I wear that trauma with a badge. I, I, I'm quick to let somebody know, hey, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? I, I've seen stuff that you probably could never even imagine. You know what I'm saying? And I know that's, I shouldn't do that. In my mind, thinking I shouldn't really wear it like that, but it's like to me, it's like, man, I'm a survivor. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I like I'm, I'm yeah. just, I'm a survivor. You know what I'm saying? But it's a part yeah, of me. Yeah, what Big said, Big said that he said I got a story to tell. You know, what you know? <laughs> you feel me? Like that. <laughs> so, so it's like, yeah, I'm a survivor, but it doesn't hold me back. You know what I'm saying? It did for a lot of years. You know what I'm saying for a lot of years, I was a quiet kid. You know, like you know what I'm saying? Like. Having the stutter didn't help. Being overweight didn't help. Girls calling you ugly absolutely did not help. So you know what I'm saying? So yeah, like yeah, you listen, know, I get it. You know I, get it. I think all three I think all three of us get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So so but it just helped it just helped. It's like as like me being so aware today, like growing up like that, it just it, it really showed me reality. Like drugs hit my family, not just my like immediate family, but my whole family. It hit it like a tornado. It, it hit the whole Northeast Portland like a tornado. Like, as soon as that crack came from or wherever it came from, man, it was a wrap. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people's stories is like mine. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my friends' stories is like mine. You know what I'm saying? If you lived in the proximity of where I lived at in Portland, it's, your story's probably the same. If you're black, it's, your story probably the same. So, but so um, yeah, so it really just, um, yeah, it just really helped me be grateful. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it, it was my initial goal in social work to show people that you know what I'm saying, that, hey, your circumstances don't always result into your outcome, you know what I'm saying, like, you could work hard, you could, I mean, I hate to use the term work hard, but you can always be, you, you can always look for a better future, and it could be there, you know what I'm saying, but yeah. but but yeah. you got to do the work, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't easy, you, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm sure my parents get triggered, you know, so I remember talking to my mom, when my grandma passed, she said that was the biggest test ever, 
You know what I'm saying? Because all she like all, all she could think about was running away and getting high. You know, what I'm saying? and she was like five years clean at that point, four years clean. Mm-hmm. So, so you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and I remember uh, I had an aunt that overdosed, and my dad told me the same thing. You know what I'm saying? He went to look for her, and he said he had to he had to disconnect because he said if he would have looked too hard, he he might would have found him old self. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of finding my aunt, he'd have found himself. So, yeah, yeah, you know, so Cause they don't, they don't, because those things don't, don't leave you. They, they definitely don't leave you. You just learn how to manage learn mm-hmm. how to manage and so it's you know you, you mentioned doing the work and speaking of managing so you know i hate the term self-care man but <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's i just hate words and things <clears throat> ideas that become so cliche yeah uh but it but it still works for now until i can find another word <laughs> yeah uh, I, got so, you. I mean what, so, what you have, so what i'm asking is how do you take care of yourself you know ex- having experienced all, all of what you've experienced what mm-hmm. you've seen in the profession what you've seen personally what is it that you do day in and day out or week in and week out to maintain your wellness and or enhance yeah. your wellness? So uh, really, um, I mean, I don't want to sound cliche, but the podcast is one of them. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, it, it just depends on the situation. Like um, if I like, if I have to have like a hard conversation with someone, you know, I, I practice the conversation. You know, so like, so like, I, I kind of go through it in my mind. So, so like, it doesn't stress me out too much. So that's part of like, you know, being well and maintaining healthy relationships. It's like, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, if I had to, I, I, I just practice it, you know. But uh, really, the podcast, uh, be, uh, being as honest as I can, you know, what I'm saying like, um, this, just, just being honest with myself. If, if I don't want to do it, it's like I, I ain't trying to do it. You know, what I'm saying talking to, uh, I got about, you know, like five people that I talk to about like real real life stuff, you know what I'm saying, you know, uh, like, you know, um, just talking it out, it's a big one, you know, um, uh, disconnecting when, um, you know, when I need to, not responding when I need to, you know, like, I learned not, like, I learned that was a big part of my self-care was that I had to respond to everything, you know, and it was weighing down on my mental, you know, so now if somebody says something that's kind of like sideways, you know, like, I don't argue anymore for the sake of arguing, you know, like I like I used to like I used to yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like like you know like I used to do that with people. Like I would just argue, just just argue. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't do that. Um, you know, I spend time with, I, I, I spend time with my family. You know what I'm saying? Like my wife and my daughter. You know what I'm saying? That's a good one. Um, yeah. Um, work on my dream. Like I feel like um, painting a goal in my head that keeps me grounded. You know, you know, like you know, say painting that picture. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, yeah. All my stuff is relational, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really, um, when I um, was working in the juvie out in the rural uh, Oregon, I was studying Tai Chi. And one thing in Tai Chi was saying that, you know, like, um, you got to have a balance in your self-care. Like, you know, like, um, you know, like taking fat vacations. Yeah, that worked for a little bit. But when you come back, you know, so you still got the same problems. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so so like I I know a lot of people, like, you know, like, they try to, like, like remove themselves situations like you know go on these trips and stuff and come back to the same stress it's like so you so you shouldn't really get too comfortable in doing that as as your primary self-care you know because you won't really build you won't really learn anything you know so so my self-care is all about you know me being getting better not not feeling better for a week or you know or a day you know i'm saying it's it's really so like yeah they're writing um all that stuff you know i'm saying writing really it's a continuous it's a it's a continuous process. It's nothing that Yeah. Um yeah, okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. Yeah. Well listen, man, I you know, I know what time is it there now? It's nine thirteen. All right, nine thirteen. Listen, man, I, I I don't know if you're going back to sleep or going to worship <laughs> or you know, whatever it is that you do. But you know, I definitely appreciate you for for joining us. Uh definitely some some great information. It's great to hear your story. Um and it just again confirms that you know what we're out here doing is beneficial right because mm-hmm. we're we're helping the the younger cell our younger selves yeah. in reality when we go back and we you know whether you know we're in a community and we're helping out or we're doing therapy or we're you know we're sending information out on a podcast we're helping ourselves in the process of, of helping others so it's a, it's a beautiful thing 
So mm-hmm. just how can they reach you? Uh your social media, you give out your podcast info. Yeah, so uh yeah, um you can uh every Monday is my goal. I try to release a podcast. Um I, I got one coming this week, um talking about um, you know, um trauma and like what trauma means in the classroom, you know, like uh here in Oregon they had a uh here in Oregon they had a report called um, you know, and they was talking about you know, classrooms and in in you know, like in just all the trauma that goes in the classroom. So I just talked about that. But uh, so uh, you can go to hiphopsocialworker.com. You can find my podcast on there. Um, you know what I'm saying? You can, you can read my story on there. Um, you can go to um, Instagram, hiphopsocialworker, Twitter, hhsocialwork, Facebook, hiphopsocialworker. Um, you can Gmail me, uh, hiphopsocialworker at gmail.com. But yeah, um, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, but yeah, that's you know I'm I'm available to you know to come and speak to wherever wherever you at you know what I'm saying I started this new business I'm up for consulting life coaching yeah so uh, and I and I, and I you know like uh you know like now uh, you know saying like um I answer DMs if you DM me something that's 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 you know saying that's worth me answering I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna go back and forth about you know yeah. my like you know say my ideology unless you have some thought provoking stuff then I might but if you if you're trying to just just trying to bring my day down I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that but you can reach out to me I'm you know I'm open for business you feel me right, cool cool <laughs> I appreciate it and I'm I'm your host Phil underscore quantify that's on Instagram and Twitter P H I L underscore Q-U-A-D-E-F-Y. I'm never on Twitter, so just follow the follow. <laughs> you can also check out my website, www.quantifyllc.net. On there, you can get merch. You can get uh, the podcast, the YouTube videos. Also started coaching, wellness coaching uh, for individuals, individuals, adolescents, and adults as well as couples, as well as athletes, as well as well as uh, general physical wellness, so all types of coaching uh, is available mm-hmm. on my website. Feel free to click for the 15-minute uh, free consultation. So again, Chris, man, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming out, man. No problem. Peace.